Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah, going to be talking football with Ricardo uh, very shortly, hopefully. Uh, it's uh, 11.03. Scott has come in with his uh, Dream 11, if uh, available and fit. Uh, this is for the second test match uh, against England. Tom Latham, Devin Conway, Kane Williamson, Will Young. Uh, Dane Cleaver at uh, number five, who would also be your wicketkeeper. Uh, Tom Blundell at six. Daryl Mitchell at seven, Doug Bracewell at eight, Tim Southey as captain at number nine, Ajas Patel at ten, uh, and Trent Bolt at eleven. So Latham, Conway, Williamson, Young, Cleaver, Blundell, Mitchell, Bracewell, Southey, Patel, and Bolt. Handy side, uh, some good all-rounders uh, capabilities in there. Uh, I would uh, give the gloves uh, to Blundell. I don't think he's done anything wrong as a wicketkeeper. In fact, he's done very little wrong as a wicketkeeper batsman. Pretty well served there. Uh, but um, I know probably if he was going to play as a specialist batsman, I'd think very seriously about opening with him. I, I really would. Uh, and that you can um, bring uh, maybe Conway down to strengthen the middle order uh, after Williamson. Shaps uh, back Conway at three, Williamson at four. Um, just because Kane Williamson has batted at number three predominantly all his career doesn't mean to say he can't bat at number four. I mean, you know, uh, it's just batting. Uh, and Will Young um, will uh, fit in there somewhere. I, I, I hope he gets a run this weekend, but I seriously uh, doubt that he will. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of being faithful for a, a period of time, but I, I certainly, I absolutely certainly don't uh, believe um, that um, Henry Nichols is in the kind of form we need him to be in. Uh, Smithy, thanks for playing that interview. What I also remember about Brendan's innings was that he'd been fighting hard to save the test from the start. Uh, he showed great courage and resolve he does, as he did the ones at the other end and ending up creating history. Margaret, you're right, uh, you've got a very good memory. But he got great support in that test match, um, as we uh, talked about. It was, um, of course, Jimmy Neatham's, and Jimmy Neatham's uh, Maiden 100. Uh, I think there's a partnership too uh, in that test match uh, with BJ Watling uh, involved. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was just a fantastic uh, performance uh, f- from Brendan that particular innings uh, all day. And then uh, early the next day as well. And ironically, uh, I think uh, the ball or two after he got the 300, he nicked out. Now, it was incredible cricket uh, in that respect. You think sometimes you're just never, ever going to nick one, never going to get out. Um, and you do. Um, and that is, of course, uh, what happened to Martin Crow on 299. So we're just, uh, boys, have got question marks here a little bit. I don't think we're able to raise uh, Ricardo at the moment. So um, we'll just uh, box on in the interim. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, talking about, I, I did watch uh, last night the the football ferns, uh, Logan. I thought um, they were better. I think it's fair to say that they were better last night. Uh, but they just can't buy a goal. They absolutely cannot buy a goal this year. Uh, and when you look at their record for leading into this World Cup, um, they've lost all their games conceding 16 goals and scoring none. It doesn't tend to augur well looking in from the outside. No, and I I can imagine there must be a lot of frustration coming through in that camp alone. Uh, Yitka Kunkova switching up the uh, formation a few months out from the World Cup, trying to find some answers, trying to find something that clicks. 
not scoring a goal in this calendar year does raise a lot of concerns. I know they're battling with a lot of injuries too, Smithy. Trying to get a full, healthy squad ahead of this World Cup seems like it's going to be a challenge on its own, especially in the goalkeeping ranks. Uh, I've noticed, I think they're down to about their third string goalkeeper with um, uh, Naylor having to take charge as well. But I, I mean, Ricardo probably would know a lot more on on this than we do. Uh, once he stirs from his from his uh, Manchester United uh, man cave that he has there at his house. Uh, but uh, I just want to see some results. And I know that was one of your wishes on your sporting wish list as well, was for them to compete admirably uh, on on the world stage. I know they have set their own goals. They want to win their first ever uh, FIFA Women's World Cup match, and they would like to get out of their group. So, But the way things are going at the moment, who's to say if they'll even get there, Smithy? Uh, well, uh, Clem Clover, who is, uh, of course, the head coach, must be under a little bit of pressure, I would imagine. I don't think they're going to change uh, their head coach this uh, far out from a World Cup. In fact, uh, only a matter of months away. But uh, certainly she's. Uh, w- what the, they need to do is to get that win. What they need is uh, to play with credibility and play with pride. And um, that performance against Portugal wasn't anything but that. Uh, they had a stand-in captain last night and Olivia Chance. Uh, she actually did score and it was ruled out on a very, very tight situation. A really tight situation um, for offside. Uh, video assistant referee didn't intervene, so uh, the, the ruling was uh, was standing there. But uh, that could have gone either way, and who knows how that might have lifted them because that would have gotten them back to one all uh, in that situation. But uh, for mine, and um, no football expert as such, they just seem to give the ball away too readily. Um, you know, they just don't s- s- tend to string enough passes together. Uh, and and just keep possession of the ball and keep gifting it back. So, oh, I'd imagine that's uh, one of the focuses. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a bit of a wait and see, I think. And uh, when they get their full squad together, when they get the full squad together, I, I think they'll uh, make a difference. But the uh, the actual expert uh, has joined us on the line now, and that uh, is Ricardo Bullrook. Ricardo, uh, good morning to you. Just looking back on that performance last night. Certainly better, it seemed, uh, than the performance against uh, Portugal on Friday. Um, but there's still areas, uh, uh, areas of concern. One, they can't find the, the back of their own net, uh, back of the net, and of course, uh, to me, they just don't seem to be able to hold position for long enough. No, I agree, Smithy, hundred um, percent. I mean, you know, it, it had to be better than Portugal because, you know, I mean, it's one thing losing four nil or five nil to the US, who have won back to back World Cups and are number one in the world, but to lose like that to a team only two places different to you was abysmal. Um, they don't look like they know what they're doing, to be honest. Um, it's like you're throwing a bunch of strangers together. They, they look better at the start of Yipka's reign than they do now. I don't know what's changed in the in the meantime. Um, I know that they have been without a few players. Like, you know, for, for mine, Erin Naylor wouldn't be my number one, but when you have Anna Leet and Vic Essen pull out then, and Lily Elfeld, um, who had a such good season last season, is injured, you don't really have too many more options. Um, I don't think Erin is uh, the number one anymore. Um, she shouldn't be considered that. But I mean, you know, it's about it's about uh, what you've got at your disposal. Rhea Percival's obviously coming back from an injury. She's important. Ali Riley, great captain, great for the media. Uh, I, I wonder about uh, how long she's got left at this level. She's I think 35, 36 now. Um, I don't know that she can play as a fullback uh, at international level. I, I wonder if they do what they did with Rhea with her, actually, and move her inside to more of a defensive midfield position um, because I don't know that she's got the wheels 
on the wing, any, you know, on the uh, on the flanks anymore. So yeah, I think there's a lot of problems there. Um, I talked to Chris Milicic about this a while ago. He's obviously coached New Zealand at under 20 level, and you know, he said it it, it felt like um, there was a real disconnect, um, and that they didn't really uh, know what they were doing marking wise. Are they zonally marking? Are they player for player marking? Um, the fact that Yitka has then gone to uh, you know a a three-four-three after having played four-three-threes means a lot differently at the back, and that seemed to be a problem. You know, uh, one of those Portuguese goals. There's a player receiving the ball in the six-yard box with about two meters either side of it, no one nearer, um, and and that that's an issue. And I wonder if Yitka's sort of struggling to find an answer as well, because at the moment it doesn't bode well for the World Cup. Uh, I know we got a win over. The Philippines and the States uh, last year in a in a, um, in a friendly game over there, uh, but I mean they're ranked well down and they're in our group. But at the moment, they're the only team I think we can beat um, that's at the World Cup. I don't see us getting out of our group. No, well, I can't at this stage, um, unfortunately, and uh, I think it's uh, worthwhile looking very closely at them because this is going to be a huge event, and we want to play with credibility. Uh, the other thing that uh, obviously would buy us some credibility is our ability to score goals. Uh, we haven't got one this calendar year. Nearly got one last night. We use, uh, when she's available, Hannah Wilkinson as a bit of a target up front. But uh, it doesn't appear that uh, there's enough there at the moment to threaten opposition and to worrying about defence, let alone how they're going to beat us. No, that's right. I mean, you know, I think uh, Grace Jarley is another option that, uh, you know, they've looked at them in tandem and that, that that's quite a... Uh, Quite a physical front too. Um, Paige Satchel's been used there in the past, but you know Paige is um, she's very she's very quick, uh, but she needs to improve her touch because you know at the top level uh, you can knock a ball past the player and 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 beat them to the ball, but it's retaining that position and she's struggled a bit with that um, at the international level as well. We saw that against the Koreans where she would make a break but then lose the ball to the covering defender because the, the touch was just wasn't good enough. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot to look at and and a lot to, to be concerned about from a, uh, a football ferns point of view. And you know, as you said, somebody we saw what happened at the Rugby World Cup, the Women's Rugby World Cup, uh, when the country really got behind them. But they need to be able to put performances together. There needs to be some belief there so that the public can believe, so that they can get into it. And at the moment, it feels like um, we'll be hosting a party for others, but we won't be partaking. Yeah, we won't be blowing out any candles. There's no doubt about that. I, and that worries me because, uh, you know, this is a real chance, a real showcasing chance uh, for women's football, just as women's rugby, and they will reap the benefit of it, I'm sure. But uh, women's football um, is uh, at a crossroads here, and um, you don't want to ha- host something and see the game go backwards, and let's hope that is not the case. They have to front up and find a way to do that. Uh, as opposed to the Wellington Phoenix, uh, Ricardo, who last uh, weekend against Western United, produced what uh, Ufuk Tolo called as a pretty complete performance, 3-0. Yeah, and it's been a long you know, long time coming. The Phoenix have played some great football this season, Smithy. We've talked about it, but they've really uh, not been able to hold leads, and that's been an issue, you know. So um, it was good to see them go in front, away at the defending champions, and hold the lead, and then build on the lead, and keep a clean sheet, which have been few and far between. I think we've considered the second most goals in the A-League this season despite being in the playoff positions, you know so need to sort that out um, There was a, a stat that came out after last week when uh, they blew that 1-0 lead against MacArthur and missed two pens that 
the Phoenix had given up 20 points from leading positions this season, which you know would put them top of the league if they'd been able to hold those positions. Mm. So the football is there. The skill is there. They've got a great squad. Um, and it's just up to Ufuk Talley to get that. I don't know whether it's a, a continued intensity, if it's a mental focus thing, uh, what it is. But he, he's managed to find a way to do it against Western United on the weekend, and it was a fantastic result, and a result I think the team has deserved because they've been playing some fantastic football this season. Right. Well, uh, if they're looking to back it up this weekend, they uh, have to back it up against uh, a side going pretty well on the Central Coast Mariners with a striker by the name of Jason Cummings who uh, mm. is becoming a little bit prolific this year, uh, second only behind uh, Jamie McLaren. Uh, how do we stop him, and uh, what do we have to do to beat the, the, the Mariners and get a result? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, because the Mariners on paper, Smithy, are not one of the better teams in the league, um, but they, they have got um, a lot of belief about them. Uh, they are a team that are more than some of their parts. Um, Nick Montgomery, who used to be a real combative midfielder, for Central Coast Mariners um, has now taken over. He took over last season as, as the boss of that team and, and he's doing really, really good things with a lot of young players. Storm Roos there, the uh, the all-white fullback and they've just brought in James McGarry as well, another former Phoenix um, fullback who's been playing at Newcastle. They've brought him in at Central Coast. So uh, they, they they do good things and they're a bit of a bogey team for the Phoenix. So it will be interesting to see how Talley and the team uh, go in this game because... Central Coast have been getting some great results. Uh, they're, they're currently second in the league, um, so they're, they're not going to be any pushovers. I, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. On paper, and I know games aren't played on paper, Smithy, but on paper, the Phoenix have the better squad. They just need to be able to actually um, execute that, and, uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what impact having Scott Wooten come back into the team will have as well, because uh, I think he's been a big miss for a while. It looks like he'll be back in the mix. Fascinating results uh, in the EPL over the weekend, including, including I might add, uh, Chelsea um, losing to uh, Southampton at the bottom of the table, which uh, was a, a bit of a major for me. Yeah, it's, it's really weird what's going on at Chelsea at the moment under Graham Potter. Um, I've got some, uh, some good friends who are big Chelsea fans, and they're very much Potter out and have been for a while. Um, I don't know that it's entirely Potter's fault. Uh, I, I mean, I know he is the coach and the, and the buck stops there, right? That, that, that's kind of what you've got to think. But he doesn't have a striker, and uh, that has got to be um, a, a real issue. If you don't have a striker, you don't have somebody who can put the ball in the back of the net, that's a massive issue. And, you know, the thing is, they've got... Uh, they, well, they, they brought in uh, Aubameyang, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from, from Barcelona, um, but he's not rated. He obviously Potter doesn't want him. He was brought in for Thomas Tuchel, who then they fired about a week later. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not it's not working. I mean, Potter rates Pierre Emerick Aubameyang so lowly that he didn't even include him in his Champions League squad. So he can't actually select him in the Champions League. Uh, and they don't have a striker at the moment. But the tenth in the Premier League. Uh, Potter, uh, he's got the lowest win percentage of a Chelsea manager um, in the last 27 years, was just under 30%. Um, so, you know, it's it's really gone poorly for him. Um, I, d I did think that the game before that, the Champions League game away at Dortmund, they were by far the better team in that game and just didn't score. You know, and Dortmund got one chance and they put it away. And that's the problem. It, it almost mirrors a bit, Smithy, I don't know if you remember his time at Brighton. But he had a, a, an excellent team and played great football and struggled to score goals. That was their problem. So maybe this is a Potter effect. I'm not sure. But he, he certainly doesn't have 
a Haaland or a Rashford or a Kane. He doesn't have that type of player at his disposal, and that's what really is missing at Chelsea. And that's despite having spent £300 million on players just last (laughs) month. Right, Okay. let's look at the top of the league. Arsenal, 54 points from 23 games played. Uh, One point behind uh, Man City, um, but Arsenal have a game in hand there. And they also have uh, a game in hand on Man U on 49 points. So it's far from done and dusted. It is far from done and dusted, especially when you consider that United and City have played each other twice already, yet Arsenal and City have got to play each other again, and that one's at City. So that could be a really decisive factor. Um, it, uh, Manchester City, something is up there though, Smithy. I mean, they have uh, dropped 15 points away from home this season, which is very un like uh, and I think there are, there are problems behind the scenes. I don't think Harlan and Pep get on particularly well. Uh, Jao Cancelo, who is a Portuguese fullback, he can play left or right back. Probably the best fullback in the Premier League the last couple of seasons. There's obviously a fallout between him, him and Pep because um, Pep let him go to Bayern Munich in the transfer window and didn't replace him. So you've got uh, Kyle Walker on one side, who's nearly 33, and you've got Sergio Rico, who they brought in uh, from... Um, uh, Belgium, uh, who's very much untested, uh, and Rico Lewis, who's a youngster through the academy, who's only 18. Those are their fullback options now. So I wonder whether or not Pep has shot himself in the foot a little bit there because uh, it, it's a very uh, up-and-down city side this season, which we haven't seen before. So I, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, run into the uh, into May and see how that goes. And I also think, mate, if you look at where Arsenal are at the moment, and who they've got coming up. They've got a very nice run of games coming. So they next play Leicester away, then they have Everton at home, Bournemouth at home, Fulham away, and Palace at home, and then Leeds at home. Those are their next six Mm. games in the Premier League. And you would think all of those teams, um, bar Fulham, are probably three points in the bag. Yeah, it's uh, looking like 15 to 18 points, which it's going to make even for Manchester City, uh, Manchester United as well, uh, who's just sit five points behind them. Um, I guess optimistic that they can pull them back, but uh, there's still 14 games to go in the season. Um, and on the back of uh, Marcus Rashford, who has been red hot since the World Cup, 14 Premier League goals. Um, uh, Manchester United under Ten Hag are starting to find uh, where you want them to be. Yeah, uh, they, they really are, you know. Um they're playing some really good football. Um, they're scoring great goals. Rashford, I mean, the best thing that, that could have happened to him was Ronaldo leaving the club. That's becoming more and more obvious. And, you know, the, 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 probably the one thing that you would say is that if he gets injured or suspended, where do the goals come from? Because um, Martial is very uh, injury-prone. He's in and out of the squad. Uh, Verkos works very hard, doesn't score a lot of goals. So... I think the second highest score in the United squad is Bruno Fernandes with seven. So they, they, they need to find goals from somewhere else if Rashford goes down. Uh, and the thing for United, in terms of you know people talking whether or not they have a Premier League tilt in them, a title tilt, I just wonder how many, uh, if it might be a bridge too far this season because of the games they've got. Now, you remember that Arsenal... Uh, don't have a uh, don't don't aren't in the League Cup. Uh, obviously, the League Cup finals come out. They're out of the FA Cup as well. I don't think uh, they're in Europe anymore either. Um, so Arsenal's next game is Leicester City away this weekend, and then they have um, you know uh, about uh, six days before the next game. Whereas Manchester United uh, this Friday play Barcelona. 
uh, in the Europa League, and then on Monday play Newcastle in the League Cup final, and then on Thursday play West Ham in the FA Cup. Uh, before the following Monday they go they go to Liverpool in the league. So uh, they've got a, a hell of a lot of games in a short period of time. In fact, I think uh, in the next 23 days uh, they have uh, seven, uh, six games. So uh, it's just whether or not the, the, the squad can cope with uh, the amount of games that they've got. Uh, Ricardo, Joey has texted in and said, can I ask you, uh, the rumours that Harry Kane going to United, uh, just press talk or have you stopped knocking on Harry's door? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that is one that doesn't seem to go away, but I wonder whether or not that's coming from United or whether that's coming from Harry's agent to get him a better deal at Spurs um, or maybe to alert other clubs like the Real Madrid's and the Bayern Munich who in the previously have been interested in him. As a United fan, I'm not that interested in Harry Kane, to be honest. I think his best years beyond him. He's got ankle problems. Um, I think they'd be better going and finding a younger striker that they can invest in and get more time out of and have potentially more uh, value in the market down the track. Right, okay, uh, Ricardo, as always, uh, fantastic uh, to catch up with you, uh, mate, and uh, look forward to uh, doing so again very shortly. Cheers, man, have a great day. Yeah, you too, mate, thank you. Yeah, Ricardo Borlea with us uh, looking at uh, all things football. It's 11.23 here on SENZ.